guys. Stuff from here. Just finished getting my hair cut from the one and only Sargon. Because Sargon is my barber. And boom, we are live. What's up, everybody? Couple Casuals Podcast, episode number 20. I'm your host, Stefano. And today, I'm here with the biggest barber legend in Toronto, York region, whatever you want to call it. Ladies and gentlemen, my boy. My boy. Sargon. Let's go, baby. Salute. Big salute, brother. Thanks for coming through. Anytime, brother. Before we get started here, guys, I got to give a shout out to Candlehand. Use promo code CC10 for 10% off and free shipping. And also, if you want to get fucking dickered with the boys here, we got uh, Cameron's Brewing. They got some good pints. Check them out at the LCBO anywhere when you're at the bar with the boys, whoever. Check them out and also reach out to Matt's Lawrence at Matt's Lawrence. I'll put everything in the bio. It's hard to remember all these things. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. But that's everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Sargon. Sorry. When I think about pioneers, when I think about guys that started shit, bro, that's why I wanted to have you on, brother. Because when I started this podcast, a couple of things I thought about was like, I want to bring guys that I know that did shit from the beginning. You were one of them, man. And I remember when we were younger, you really set the blueprint for the grinding of the, the barbering from like the basement garage into the shop. So let's let's take a let's take a dive back, bro. I want to talk about that journey and that experience, like from when you started, bro. Mm-hmm. So like, how old were you when you started it? I was like twelve years old. Twelve years old, bro. Twelve years. Old. Was it twelve? Twelve. So basically, my dad was my barber. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he was cutting me and my two brothers. Mm-hmm. We were like too broke to go for a haircut in the barbershop. Yeah. So um, it all started like my dad was cutting me, cutting me. And then when I hit like grade seven, I'd say, I started mm-hmm. shaving my own head. So wait, you weren't even in high school yet at this no. point? No. Oh, fuck, bro. Because when I came into the picture, like when I started getting my haircut from Sargon, I was in high school. So you were doing it from even before that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay. then whatever, I started shaving my own head. My dad's like, who cut you? I'm like, <laughs> me, I use the shaver you use it for us, right? <laughs> So then um, I started cutting my own hair. I started cutting my dad's hair, my brother's. Started getting like, a little better, better. And then I told my boys, I'm like, yo, I'm cutting hair right now. Let me know if you need shave heads, line up, whatever. That's 12 years old. 12 so years you're old. grade seven, bro. Yeah, because I always used to draw too. So I had like, you know. Yeah, you were always like artistic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So then I'm like, okay, first cut's free. Mm-hmm. Next cut's five bucks. <laughs> five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five dollars. And um, yeah, you'd sit on a bucket. Yeah. Either take off your shirt or a garbage bag. And this, up. Was, this was in the garage, though? No, this was in uh, 106 uh, in Maple. Jamie Major Mac. Is like Crest there? Yeah. So not the spot over there on Melville? No. Okay, so it's even before that. Yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, started from there and then started upgrading my tools and stuff like that. I started getting better and better. And I bumped up the price to 10. And mm-hmm. I was doing, like, little venues. Like, uh, even in high school, like, going to... My buddy used to work at... Um, I used to work at Klaus in grade 10, too. So he's like, hey, I'm doing a little fundraising at uh, Humber College, right? Yeah. He said, come there, do some haircuts. I'm like, right. I brought my little posters of all these haircuts. I'm in the hallway cutting. <laughs> and the people were like, yo, can I be next? I'm like, yeah, wait in line. And so you, 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 there was already, like, a lot of people that were down to, like, start coming Yeah, through. just random people. High school, like, oh, sorry, in college, just walking around with bags. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit, this guy's barber and cutting in the hallway? Hey, mm-hmm. can I... Get a cut? Yo, let me get a free cut. Yeah, exactly. And, and what kind of cuts were, were back then? Because I know like the fade started to become very popular. Was that uh, around then? Fade was always in, but uh, in high school, I don't know why I was the design guy. He, the, whoever wanted to come to me, they wanted designs. I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I do regular haircuts, obviously, but designs, whatever. It's a little challenge, but like I like it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm artistic. 
And yeah. so how did you learn how to do the designs and stuff at 12 years of age? Were you just literally trial and error on, on guys that were, were coming in? or Yeah, you whoever doing? challenged me is like, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. So you just say yes and just buy in and just yeah. No try stencil, it. no nothing, just a T-liner. T-liner, okay, yeah. so you're freestyling it. Because I remember you did one of my, maybe I have a picture of it. I remember back in the day, you did the Sean Desmond sidewalk for me, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, bro. That was legendary. But yeah, it, it was uh, it was, it was was like, it was an idea that never was around then, Serge. Because now now we look around, brother. Like where we're from, Vaughn, and Toronto. And a lot of people, I feel like, kind of adopted that blueprint of yours. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like you were like one of the, you, wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say you were one of the first guys to kind of start doing it like that? I would say so because, um, Growing up, when I was in high school, my first time going to a barbershop to actually get a haircut, because I used to cut my own hair. And grade 10, I went to uh, Melvin Finch there, okay. the Latina Plaza there. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Dominicans are sick at fades. Yo, Fucking okay. dope, right? They know what they're doing. So I'm like, okay, sick. I found my barbershop where I go to. And I met all of them, owner Alberto, another Alberto, Sam, like all these other barbers that knew me. They're like, oh, this is the barbershop uh, guy uh, from Vaughn. Mm -hmm. There's no Vaughn barbershops at oh, that time. Especially then, bro. Yeah, and then these Dominican guys is like, yeah, we should open up there. And I'm like, no, 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 that's my, <laughs> that's that's my, my spot, that's right? That's my spot, exactly. So then after, that was my spot. So I was cutting, getting a haircut there and everything. Mm -hmm. And from there, like, I actually worked with other barbers when I first opened my, my own shop in 2014. In 2014 is when you opened the, the first shop. But before that, there was a grind, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like your, your house was busy. Because then, so when you, so you were 12 years old, you built, you built there, you started, you said yes to everything. Yep. That's a, that, that, which is courageous thing to do. Because when you're, you're, you have somebody's uh, hair in front of you, you know, it can be like, you don't want to fuck the guy's hair up, right? Pretty much, yeah. But you just, you bought in and you did that. But then you built the clientele. Was it all through like word of mouth and like all of a sudden people started coming through your garage? Like your mm -hmm. garage was busy, bro. It went from 100%. the garage and then you built that that extension, right? Yeah, so it was like, uh, okay, my old house in semi-detached. Then we moved, it was in the basement. And the mm -hmm. basement was getting done. I went back to the garage and then the basement was done. I went back to the basement and then people were coming through my house. I got busier and busier. My parents were like, all right, that's it. Yeah. I went on vacation for like a month. And then I came back. My older brother's a framer. He's a carpenter. He built me a whole like garage side entrance yeah. and everything. PS3 and uh, wait, did he surprise you with that? Yeah. Oh, I'm wow, like, what the that's amazing. I'm like, hey, what, I'm like, what the fuck you building here? He's like, this is gonna be your new barbershop. Yeah. And my old barbershop came up his new walk-in closet. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that was that what it was? Yeah, it was his new walk-in closet, right? Because he took it over. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, I was just cutting in the garage, side entrance, which is w more convenient for everybody. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I took it from there. And then um, 2013, I shot up the music video. Yeah, I think I need starting as my barber. I think I need a fresh Oh, I think cut. I need a fresh yeah. cut. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I need a fresh cut. You know I need a fresh cut. I'm going to call Sargon for a fresh cut. And then um, from there... Opened up 2014 and um, like so far so good and like um, but before like in between like from starting and like opening up there's like that hustle yeah right? yeah yeah where's that hustle was like it's up to you whether you want to grind because Instagram is popping now right but back in the day like there wasn't Instagram there was what uh, a little MSN. bit of Facebook yeah <laughs> MSN Tito why like what are you gonna promote Right? You had nothing, and that's actually something that we should probably go into and even a little bit further, guys. Because back when Sargon was really grinding and building this, like, like fresh cuts, was 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 like there was no social media. But I remember you were always uh, big on like 
on like taking pictures of your work and finding a work to share, finding the outlets that you had to share it with people, right? Mm, Wouldn't exactly. you say? Yeah, I, I look at it as um, even um, every cut you do yeah. as a barber yeah. is your walking billboard. Yes, exactly. Much, you know, it's an advertisement. And, and then that's word of mouth. Go, oh, where'd you get your haircut? Boom, boom. And then that's how I get directed, right? That's how you built it. So you, you, you essentially built your clientele all off of word of mouth. Pretty much. There was no advertising really back then, right? No. And then I'd uh, even like uh, clubs and everything like that. When going into clubs, I'd talk to some promoters like, oh, or they'd reach out to me saying, oh, would you want to cut in the... In the club? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I remember you did that it. a couple times, eh? Yeah, I did it at Avenue Nightclub, Tattoo uh, Rock Parlor. Uh, what else? A couple of events. I don't know. I, this I is London? Try. Did you ever do it there? Remember that spot? This is No, this London was live, but no, I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, but you were doing things that, like, nobody was really doing. And do you think that was a big part of, like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's part of the history of grinding, right? You just yeah. level up, level up, level up, right? Mm-hmm. And um, right now, Instagram is, like, booming and, like... Everywhere you see, everybody wants to be a barber or a real estate agent. Like, yeah. you know, it just I noticed spread. that. Yeah. And every barber I hired was successful. You know, they opened up their own shop. They grinded, you know, and like, it's like everybody takes different levels of steps. Right. But like it took baby steps for me t- to get where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it was also because it was a totally different time, too. Exactly. Because a lot of because we look around now and a lot of people are doing what it is that that you were doing they 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 adopted that blueprint like i said earlier started from the garage you grind there you you create low prices to build the clientele and then you obviously have to do good work and then from there you can look into starting your own shop and stuff exactly but you started that blueprint brother i think i think so so that mm-hmm. needs to be first of all credited to you and how much do you like look around and you see other barbers doing this now and be like wow okay okay like man's really took inspiration from this 100%, i think 100 even like my nephew like uh he was in my garage. He was like my mascot. I remember, bro. I remember you know, he was always there. Yeah, the always. ginger, little red, chubby head <laughs> yeah, yeah, kid, yeah. you know? And um, he was always in my barbershop watching movies, playing video games with my clients. He knew all my clients. Yeah. And yeah. then when people see him now in the barbershop working, he has his long ginger hair up to the ears. They're like, no way. That's Nick? I'm like, yeah, bro, that's Nick. Yeah. Some guy actually didn't see him in so long because he had long hair, so I didn't see him in a while. Yeah. Right? He grew his hair for like, I don't know, five, six, seven so years. So now he has long, he has long hair. And yeah. he saw Nick. He's like, Yo, that's Nick? Yeah. And bro, he was tearing up. He's like, come here. Give me a hug. I know, right? <laughs> well, because bro, think about it. Like, we spent a lot of time in in that area. Like, when you would come get a haircut yeah. at Sargon's, you would you would talk with you. You would talk with your family would come through. Like, it was a very hospitable environment, bro. 100%. It was, it was like a sentimental experience. It was like a, a good vibe when you went there. And, and Nick, your nephew was kind of there from the start and now he's cutting hair as well yeah in the barbershop he's just right now two times a week friday saturdays yeah but like you know it's good to see that we're like oh man that was sargon's nephew and now yeah. he's the new brand right exactly that that's what i mean it's like he he kind of blossomed with fresh cuts exactly, exactly. How, how much does that mean to you how much does that a lot man it feels it means good, eh? so much man i fucking love the kid and like he doesn't even know how much i love him you know yeah, and yeah. like he i treated him in, like he was my little boy you know like he was mean? your own son like, wherever I took him, Vaughn Mills, like, one land, we're matching, walking around. Like, yo, this is your son? I'm not. That little man. But yeah, He's your he, little nephew. Little yeah. Nef. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's great. It's great to see that, bro, because it just, it provides, like, so, like for, like, looking from the outside in, it's like, okay, it's real, you know? It's authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of bring you on, because, like, I think the story is worth telling, because, like I mentioned, the, the pioneer 
aspect of things at that time brother there was nobody doing what like now we look i feel like it's sort of like the podcasting thing like it's kind of inflated like a lot more people are doing it probably the barbering a lot more people are doing it but like do you think like what do you think the approach is to making something like barbering lasts like to turn it into a business like the way you have what's the secret ingredient to make it like real authentic and actually like have some longevity to it um i would say like keep the history going of it like uh, a lot of people like you gotta stay like um artistic you know what i mean you can't you gotta keep up with the designs or like uh, mm-hmm. the fades like what's in mm-hmm. because back in the day it was what like when i started it was like shaved heads double line up chin strap you yeah. know double chin strap and then like people got into uh full hawks comb overs. that was big I remember you that. know comb overs i think was the l- longest trend mm-hmm. i would say and then shaved on the side flipped yeah. up like now nowadays it's um bald fade keep the top long and curly mm-hmm. like you know, the way or, you got a little bit or like slick back but no i'm talking about like a fro like oh a, like a fro okay, okay you know but that's the like the young bucks right but uh i think the best or the um, the most long lasting trend was the comb over okay so again essentially you got to stay on top of the trends yeah 100 percent. you got to stay on top of the trends and um you know keep your tools clean like um good uh, service you know talk to your uh customer yeah because at, at the end of the day these customers they're not really customers no more i don't treat them like customers yeah. i even close my online barbering for myself mm-hmm. like you can't book online with me you got to call me you got to text me because like oh really i stopped taking new clients because it's a bond you build with your client he mm-hmm. becomes like family you know i know his secrets i know about his family who passed away mm-hmm. you know what party you're going to wedding mm-hmm. this that i know every event oh how's that event yeah. I didn't even ask him how you want it anymore. How, how do you want it? You just know. I'm like, oh, how's it going, bro? Good? Yeah. Like, how's your weekend? Good? Yeah. And I start to cut it because I already know what he wants. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, bro, it's a consultation. If I, you know them all first and last name yeah. basis. And it's a consultation. If I, the new guy comes sits, okay, what do you want, bro? And it's like, takes more time, mm-hmm. you know? So it's better, like, I stick to my clientele. And take care of them. You know? Yeah. Well, you've obviously built enough clientele to be able to sustain yourself like that, which 100%. is which is good because it, again, it makes it more more meaningful. But I always say this all the time, bro. It's like when you ha- when you get your haircut with with your barber, you're telling your barber everything. Hundred percent. You get all the secrets. You get the advice. You, so you got to be a good communicator, bro. Hundred percent. You got to be able to have different like a chameleon almost different you can you can adapt to many different somebody is talking about something like maybe somebody brings up politics maybe somebody brings up uh, music and art you gotta kind of it's like mini podcasts every time you're talking with somebody bro yeah it's almost like back to square one where we at you know and then like yeah. you start talking about it and then like it goes and like you you build a good friendship with the guy you know and then he likes you you like him next thing you know you guys are hanging out going out places, yeah you, you know, actually standards. like build like a friendship exactly and to be honest like because I started off so young, like these people are already my friends as is, you know? So like, it's just like, they're supporting the system, right? Yeah. And like, it's legit like family. My parents know them, mm-hmm. you know, my whole family knows them. Mm-hmm. Hey, long time, you know, how, how's it going? And even back in the garage, I remember like, um, people mentioning it, saying like, oh, you remember how like you were so busy, your grandma, or your mom would come spoon feed you with like, Yo, I do grapes, remember that. Yeah, Brother, grapes, I remember. fruits and stuff. Cause like, I'd be so busy, I'm like, fuck one more guy one more guy i'll eat after i'll eat after and then my parents like yo the food was ready like two hours ago. yeah I'm like listen like i'm busy i'm cutting i'm cutting and cutting. i'm just like cutting and eating yeah cutting and eating. you wouldn't stop i rem- i literally remember uh, it, like your family bringing in like sandwiches and stuff this guy wouldn't yeah. stop cutting he would just yeah. continue through because you know like you're you're busy bro 
Mm-hmm. You were busy. It was you know crazy. What I, mean? I remember the longest shift I ever cut in my, my career. Yeah. It was, um, I started 6 a.m. or like 5.30 around there. I didn't stop, like nonstop on my feet till 3.30 a.m. What? Then the next day I started 6 again. No and way, Ended bro. at 3. Yeah, nonstop. That had to be a Saturday. It was, what was it? It was... Because um, Saturdays were jumping at, at Fresh Friday, Cuts. Saturdays are always busy as always for busy. any barbershop. But um, it, what event was it? It was Christmas or... Yeah, I think it was Christmas oh, time. Okay, so it was one of the holidays. Man's yeah. a nice cut. Yeah, hey? Christmas time and like back to school day was the, my busiest of the, all year, right? Yeah, it does seem like busy, busy, busy times. Those are everybody needs a nice cut when they go back to school and stuff. But you mentioned your family, bro. Like, I, I want to know. I want to get into that like a little bit. Like, how how were they throughout your whole like experience, like from when you're 12 until now, brother? Uh, like, they've been there from forever, seeing you grow. How, how yeah. has that been? So it's they've been supporting me from day one, right? Like, listen, this is my career. I'm going about it. You know, I'm cutting hair. I'm bringing people to my to your house. You know, I got to respect that. Right? Of course, yeah. So they're all in it, and they're my biggest supporters, straight up. Like, my dad would be at the job site. He works construction, and he he'd give out business cards. My mom would give out business cards at her workplace, daycare, or like um, banquet hall, whatever. Maybe my my brothers, my sister would like help me out too. But uh, yeah, they're my number one fans. Like um, even bar- uh, barber battles. I'd battle and like they're there wearing my t-shirts. Everybody, whoever comes, like family, friends, clientele, I'd give them like a red t-shirt. I'm like, yo, this is my crew. And like yeah. we go to the barber battle and like it's like a whole like, like a team. sea of red going into this event. You know what I mean? And like that support system I have is just unreal. And I love that. And I appreciate it a lot. So it was know? a big part of your success. 100%. 100%. If they, if they said, no, this is my house. Like, no, you're not bringing random people here. Then... It is what it is. It would have ended then, right? Because they had to be tolerant, I guess, for you to to be like to be to be able to build what you built. They had mm-hmm. to be tolerant, right? Because you were bringing it to their house. Hundred yeah. percent. And, and you got to respect that. You can't say, "Hey, I'm bringing people over." You know. Yeah, what... yeah. You got to you got to have that respect for them because it's their house and you're building your business essentially in their house, right? Mm-hmm. But no, they were fully supportive of it, and I love them. Like, yeah, they're the best, man. Honestly, and it's very you feel that when you go into Fresh Cuts or like from when. We were in the garage and stuff. You always felt that. You always felt the warmth yeah. from Sargon and his family. So I think that was a big part of it. You mentioned the the barbell ba- battles. How big was that a part of the, a part of the journey, brother? Because I know you were, you took it was very serious. Yeah, I took it pretty seriously because I'm I'm very competitive in everything when it comes to sports or anything else. Like I want, I'm there to win. I'm not there to hey, nice try. <laughs> Here's a ribbon. <laughs> as long as you had fun, you know. Yeah. Fuck, like, no, that's um, our culture too. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm there to win. So if it's second place, I'm a loser. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, but yeah, going into it, I was like obviously nervous and excited at the same time, and um, that was a big step because like I'm, it's like a big promo right there too, because like I'm building up my brand. You know, exactly. I'm putting fresh cuts on the map. Like when random people saw me, other barbers like, yo, who's this guy in the red t-shirts? Like um, fresh cuts? Who's that? Sargon? Yo, Sargon's big. Yeah, this that and like. They big me up because they know, uh, like, just by looking at me cutting or whatever, like, I have a heart for it. I have the passion yes. for it. And, like, I remember it was, like, um, my first entry of the barber battle. And it was a uh, creative design I did, um, creative comb over and, like, fastest fade. And, like, bro, when I was doing the fastest fade, you're supposed to cut, like, the fastest haircut under, like, five minutes, right? Whoa. Yeah. It was like zero to one and a half on top. It was like a bald fade pretty much. And while I was cutting, 
I was dancing because I was loving it. You know, I'm like, I, I'm like, this is not even a competition. I already, I already won. You know what yeah. I mean? And then this, everybody, the crowd's like laughing. Like, look at this guy. This guy loves what he does. You're like making a show out of it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I was loving. I don't, I don't care if I lose for the fastest fade. I'm like, watch till next round because next round I came and I got first place in fastest fade because I'm like, I'm like, this is easy money, man. How fast did you do it in? I did it under five minutes. It was like. Um, under five minutes, brother. Yeah. You did a fade in under five yeah, minutes. Yeah, under five minutes with the blade and everything, buffer, like, like I was like I had like my one model. He'd come every week and he'd time. Mm, so you practice for it. You yeah. put in the work because you got to get in the zone. I I play the Rocky anthem, the Rocky song, and just go at it. and certain verse. I know where I'm at, or I'll tell my client. I'm like, yo, when it hit every thirty seconds, you say yo thirty, a minute, a minute thirty. So I know where I'm at. If I don't pass the the next uh, step, then I'm like, fuck, I already lost. But you were training for like a fight or something. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it was. And then, because I, I, I want, I, I'm going to win, right? That's yeah. it. But then I won in creative comb over, creative design. But a lot of times, like, I, I'd get robbed, to be honest. Like, There's judges, right? Yeah, there's judges. But like, um, the fans see it to everybody around. They'd be like, yo, bro, straight up. You did amazing. You did unreal. But. You got robbed. Mm -hmm. It's clear. Like, look at first place and look at yours. Even third place is better than first place. I'm like, yeah, obviously I see it. That's why I'm pissed off. And, like, I bring the crowd, this, that. So then the love for the barber battle just kind of went downhill. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do this no more. And now whoever, like, is the host of the barber battle, they come up to me and say, hey, you, would you want to be the judge of the battle? I'm oh, okay. Like, yeah, I'll judge. You know? So do you do that? Do you still do that? You... I judged, uh, like, two or three um Two other ones, um, I told him if the money is there, because like it's a full day, yeah, you're yeah. drained. I'm Big like, commitment. listen, now if you guys pay me, I'd come, cause like I'm an older man, like I have shit to take care of, you know. Mm -hmm. Like my days off are still days on, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. And like obviously, I love doing the power battle and everything, but like when it's like, okay, yo, bro, thanks for coming, yo, you got robbed. See you next time, right? Yeah. But it's like, dude. What the fuck? But slap in the face, right? At least you had that experience. For yeah, hundred percent. Right? And that's a big promo for me. But like, I'm competitive at the end of the day. You know, I, I'm there to win. That's good that you're like that, bro. Yeah. Because I think our culture today, they try to remove the competition from from men nowadays. So it's good to be competitive. And I think it's probably a big part of your success. Now I know, like sometimes, what what is it? What is it like amongst barbers? Is it competitive amongst barbers? Like you know, guys see other guys, they want to try to one up them, do a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It's like a comp Is there a competitive element to it? Like um. It all, it all depends on how that certain barber takes it or like his career you mm -hmm. know what I mean mm -hmm. how they grow into this career of being the barber like a lot of people because of Instagram a lot of people take shots on Instagram or whatever I'm that guy like I don't need to I'm not there to impress no one like I'm comments just, like take shots at comments yeah who knows anything because like a lot, there's obviously jealousy in everything right right yeah. but uh, with barbering like there is some drama I don't, i'm not a part of it but just like i know there's drama you know and uh i'm like i've been doing this from time like if you bring any drama to me is like okay i just ignore it but it, nothing came to me so far so good because they know like you don't engage with it you don't give a fuck like yeah that. it's just like bro this is nonsense but like um yeah i've been doing this for too long to bring that into my life so yeah. like i don't need that but like there is obviously competition with when it comes to barbering but like I, w I wouldn't say there's competition with me because, like, I've been doing it for so long. My clientele is, like, I have to say no to so many people. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Yeah, so, like, a lot of barbers that came into my barbershop, I'm feeding them 
you know, bar, uh, clientele, you know, until they're busy enough to spread their wings and fly away and like, you know, they have their own shop. And congratulations, all the best. And that is, that, is what you, it is. Is that know? is that personal or is that like no, more, no? Like, you celebrate that. Like to be honest, I always wish the best to any barber that's been in my shop and left. Because like I treat them like gold. I take care of them, mm-hmm. and um, it's never bad blood. Right, right. Never every barber that left my shop. Congratulations, brother. All the best. You know, like thank you for being a part of our family. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You know, doors are always open. Mm-hmm. Always open, no matter mm-hmm. what. I would say from all the barbers that left my shop, I'd say probably like two burned the bridge because okay. they did me dirty. Right, like right. Behind my back or whatever. Okay. As a barber, as any person working at any place, it's either you got to man up and say, listen, I got to talk to you, da, 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 this and that. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a part of business though, eh? Yeah, 100%. And like, I respect that. And like, obviously growing into the like, um, owner of a barbershop, it's like, or anything when you're young and doing it and that hits you it's like it's heartbreaking because like you don't have to react because it's new to you mm-hmm. so it's, it is stressful mm-hmm. it's like fuck who am I to hire now you right know, that guy was good like mm-hmm. you know yeah I can and, imagine and like now nowadays especially it's hard to find good employees in general yeah I, I agree like people want money but they don't want to work they don't want to work why but, do you think that is bro I don't know this generation's fucked <laughs> To say the least, bro. Yeah. I don't like, know. I think they're they're too into their phone. Like, they're zoned out. I don't know. Like, it, their work ethic right now, it's like, it's very different. You got to get a couple special, like, employees where it's like, okay, they're there to work. Mm. You can tell they, they're hungry. They want to work. They know, like... They know common sense. Right. A lot of people don't know common sense. I know. I, I I noticed that too, bro. But even look look at like the grind that you had to go through to kind of get where where you are. Nowadays, like they don't they have more outlets and resources. Not to say one's harder than the other, but the resources and the access to information. Like if you want to learn how to do a fade, brother, you can go on YouTube and learn how to do exactly. a fade. When you had to do learn how to do a fade, they didn't have that. No, no. You and, know what I mean? And there was no barbers to look up to. Right, that, that's another good There's point. There's no barbers. Like, nowadays, like, yo, you can check out this guy. You can check out uh, Pacino. You can mark the barber. Like, you look at their stuff, like, yo, these guys are from the States, but they're doing videos, you know. Like, and you have Instagram, so yeah, you can see that. they're showing you how to cut hair from step one to step infinity. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, okay, this is how I'm going to work. This is how I'm going to learn. I do the work. I cut the hair, and I learn as I go. Mm-hmm. Learn as I go. Like, I, with anything, like, anybody who built this building, like, they didn't know nothing about nothing, but then slowly they get educated. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. He can do, I can do. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. That's a good attitude to have, bro. Because anytime you start something new, guys, you're not going to be fucking good at it right yeah. away. <laughs> but if you buy in and like you just endure that like uncomfortability of it, like that's kind of like how I felt about the podcast too. I didn't know what to expect, but you kind of, as you go, you learn these things. And that's what seems like what happened to you. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. You know, mm-hmm. you grind, you grind it out, and then you figure it out, bro. But I think that one of your high, one of your main things, bro, is, is is the passion, bro. Is the passion? Passion is big in any in any pursuit that you have. Yeah. Now, did you always have like you knew right away barbering? That's my thing. I'm doing this. I'm not gonna get no. into anything else. It's barbering. No, it was. Um, I either become a professional soccer player or barber. <laughs> so because we're in Canada, like especially at that time. Yeah, especially at that time back in the day, like. When was it? When I was like eighteen, whatever. Um, it's either this gap you have to like f- 
14 to like 18. If you're not pro, forget about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And especially in your, if you're in Canada, they're not taking soccer serious. If you're out in like Europe or anything, you have the passport, you've been there for five years. Okay, now we're serious. Now we're talking business. Mm -hmm. But Canada is just like now they're taking serious with TFC and all that. Yes. Like, you know, you can make a career out of it. Now it's like before I opened up my shop, like two years before, I was playing with uh, Italian shooters, like semi-pro. Yeah, I remember them. Paying, uh, I was playing uh, three times a week practice, games, weekends, like everywhere. And then um, there was one point where like the coach is like uh, having favorites, you know, like always the politics. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck? There's politics in soccer too. Like yeah. this is crazy. And like this guy shows up to a practice or doesn't even show up to practice. I see him game time. Like this guy's starting. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And people are like, oh, this guy's from Germany. He's supposed to be good. And he's trash. And then like, Remember a game, it was tied 1-1. He puts me on, like, the last 5-10 minutes. It's like, okay, you got to prove us what you got. And I scored the winning goal. Oh, you did? And then the next game comes, it's like, oh, I forgot to put you on the roster. I'm like, all right, this is it. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go full throttle with this barber career. And um, it's always been my passion. I'm going to go with it. And, like, I'm happier just playing men's league with the boys' soccer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it worked out. Yeah, 100% you know? it did. And, and I think that's a testament to everything happens for a reason. But you know, you know what I mean? Everything does happen for a reason. And especially at that time, soccer, there was no real opportunities, bro. When we were right. coming up. But that's good to see in Canada that there is more now. Like you see like in TFC, like they got uh, like some of the Italian European champions that are coming and they're playing for Italy now. They're bringing in a lot. There's a lot more opportunity for like when we have right. kids. So like that's the positive side of it. But before it was never like that. Mm -hmm. And um one guy I looked up to as a soccer player was this man right here. Which, by the way, Ronaldinho, show the back. Yeah, yeah, I remember we used to go to Sargon's shop, bro. Shout out to Ronaldinho. You used yeah. to go to Sargon's shop, and you had that, that picture that you drew. Remember? Yeah. You still got that? I still got that. It's in, right in my room, actually. Yeah. It's uh, a picture of Ronaldinho, a little portrait of him. That was in grade nine. Mm, you were in grade nine when you drew that. Yeah. You have to keep that forever, bro. That's 100%. a legendary picture right there. 100%. I, I think I'm going to frame and post it in the shop soon. We'll yeah, see. yeah, you, you should, bro. Yeah, 100%. And um, I remember in grade nine, I got uh, offered a scholarship for mm -hmm. soccer. Oh, yeah? And uh, because like I come from an immigrant background, we're, we were all born in Iraq. And then uh, we came. You were born there too? I didn't even know that. Yeah, we were born in Iraq. Like I was the last one. And then When did you come here? How old were you? I was still a baby. I was like 92 we came here. Oh, okay, okay. So you were the baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, so I showed my dad I'm all happy. I'm like, Bob, look, like, I got a scholarship. Obviously, my dad doesn't know what a scholarship yeah. is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking like, this guy's going to be so energetic, so happy for me that, you know, I got a scholarship. Mm -hmm. He looks at me. He's like, okay, what's, what does this mean? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't and know. I'm, yeah, and I'm like, uh, listen, basically after high school, I go to this college or university or whatever, and they pay for everything. It's, that's what a scholarship is, you know? Already when you were in grade nine, they gave it to it. I got a form. I still have it. It's in, underneath my bed or something. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I'm so excited to tell him. I told my coach. My to coach is excited. And she's like, yeah, you got to show your parents. Let, let, let me know what they say, you know? And then he just looks at me. I told him, like, what it is. He's like, listen, Sargon, like, um, we came to this country to leave a bad country. You're not leaving us, <laughs> basically. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, okay. That, that career is over, like, you know. And then, yeah, it was short and sweet. And then, yeah, that's it. I'm like, uh, okay, I got to figure out another route then. Yeah. You know? And then. That's where Barbing came in. Yeah. So, like, you, you know, how much do you take? How much do you think you took? Because, like, soccer is a team sport, right? How much do you think you took from 
soccer to then like you implemented to like your barbering career? Uh, I took a lot because obviously my soccer career started first. I was in grade five, starting like in rep. Mm-hmm. I was always a good athlete in general growing up, like mm-hmm. any sports. But like I took soccer serious because I joined the team. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, because I'll, I talk about this all the time, brother. Like how much sports can kind of directly relate to like your pursuits in life, whether it's your career, relationships, or whatever. Wouldn't you agree? Doesn't don't you think 100%. that it helps a, a lot? And, and it built me my clientele because a lot of people from my team. That's a good like, point. Oh, bro, you're a barber. Yo, I'm coming over. Yeah. And like we're kids, and like people are like, oh, mom, I'm going to the Sargon's house. I mean, he's gonna cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, Sargon's a barber. And then the word goes around. The whole team knows I'm the barber of the team. And mm-hmm. like any trips to Ottawa or wherever we are, even like growing up when we go to vacation, I always have my tools, no matter you what. You bring it everywhere. No matter what. And uh, it's convenient for me because I do it myself, and for my boys, I'm like, yo, don't worry. Sometimes they don't even book a, um, a appointment with me. I'm like, yo, I'll cut you on vacation. Don't worry. Like, oh, even better. Oh, it's a true boy right there. It's a you true boy. I mean? True boy. I remember once um, we landed back to Toronto and there was a birthday party or something like that. And I was in the, in the washroom just cleaning up myself, you know. And then the uh, janitor told the security, I'm slitting my throat. In oh, the no way. <laughs> this guy misinterpreted yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm a barber. Like, you know, I, I carry my tools all the time. And I don't know how, like, I had blades in it. I totally forgot I had blades in my uh, yeah. carry-on. Yeah. And uh, they didn't catch it. They're like, oh, my God, we didn't catch that. The security is tripping out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I always carry them. I'm like, yeah. I'm a barber. Like, you know, I'm not here to slay anybody's throat. But, yeah. you know. You should have told him, like, brother, you want to have your hair? <laughs> yeah, you're looking overdue, you know. Yo, you're looking overdue. Come over here for a nice, <laughs> a nice proper fade. But uh, like speaking of like team and like working together with people, how's how's it been like you know when because you have to have employees right? How is it like managing employees and like working with other people and like what's the setup like in in that regard? Like um, it's a hit or miss with employees. Like um, I'm all I'm flexible with any employee I get, but mm-hmm. it's only depends if they have the potential to grow with me. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, I don't care about your resume. It's pretty much if you come to me, I'm like, listen, your resume, you can do a haircut. If you have the potential in getting better, mm-hmm. I'll work with you. That's what you look for. Pretty much. Like, I I taught people where, it's like, they knew nothing but nothing. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I bring them in because, like, it all depends on my moment, too. Where, like, do I need people? Right. That, that's know? probably a big part of it, obviously. Yeah. Right? If, if, like, I just need one guy, it's not like, you know, I'm dying for a, an employee, right? Mm-hmm. So, I taught people, like, they knew nothing. And I built them. And, like, even, like, my clientele, I'm like, listen, he's starting, try him out. Right. And, like, some people are like, yo, bro, straight up, <laughs> he fucked me up. You got to fix me <laughs> up. I'm doing right. I'll get you. He, he's new, but thanks for, you know, giving him the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But, like, slowly, slowly, they build, build, they get better and better. And, like, you see them grow and, like, get better. And, like, everybody sees it where it's, like, make sure the, the guy's learning, like, the right side, like shadowing any barber around because everybody cuts different. Everybody has different techniques and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that new guy picks up little like skill sets from other barbers, which is better for him. Mm-hmm. Your time in the shop is your investment pretty mm-hmm. much, you mm-hmm. know, and then you invest in your tools, you get better and better. And um, like I said, I, from nothing to something and some for some people, like when I'm trying to hire, like, you know, a couple of guys. They have like a little potential where it's like, uh, the fader was already, right. they need to work with scissors, whatever. I'll take them on and like, you know, this guy has the passion for it or like this guy wants to get better, you know, like, and I see that in some guys, like some people come and it's like, oh, that, that cut was kind of, yeah, like, that was a little bit off. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we'll let you know, 
Yeah, one of those, eh? Yeah, so for any like little young barbers listening that want to want to get into the fresh cuts with my buddy Sargon the barber, what what do you think? What do you think you're looking for? You're looking for specifically the willingness to grow and and like the 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 development of the passion for it, right? Yeah, passion and like um the work ethic. The work ethic has to be there. If the passion's there and like the work ethic is like okay, um it's slow today. Like, no, bro, you got to get your get on your ass. You got to grind. You got to post. You got to, like, you know, get your name out there. You know what I mean? Do something different that no one's doing. Because, mm-hmm. like, me growing up as a kid, like, I always had thoughts, thoughts. I'm like, in order to grow, I got to be different, right? Right. Like, no, I don't see any barbers, like, um, going to schools, cutting hair. I was, even on vacation, I'll cut, like, um, the lifeguard hair. Or, like, <laughs> like, you know, well, you like, have pictures? You, have, you have to take pictures yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Some, some posts on my Instagram and stuff. And, um, like, you just got to do different shit. Just, you're building up your brand and whatever you do different, it's like, everybody's seen that brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. That brand is you. And, like, Fresh Cut's been, like, popping from day one. And, like, I, I see myself growing, like, every step at a time and like you, you got to take those steps in order to grow right and so far so good and yeah man like i, I love it i still love it yeah you, know you could mean? tell bro you could see it in your work too so it, i think that's the secret ingredient right there guys effort and passion you got to have that in anything uh, that you do you know what 100%. i mean percent. if you're doing 50 percent, you got to go 150 or don't do that at all man mm-hmm. don't do it at all like if you're half-assing it nah bro it's not worth it yeah. so you think like the kids these days like you mentioned it earlier you think that they're they're lacking that um in general let's say i'd say all depends like some people do lack it and some people are good but like mm. there is because like social media and all that bullshit man there's a lot of distractions mm-hmm. and growing up with all these like like there's more social media as we grow like now there's a TikTok, like, like fuck TikTok straight up. Like, I'm too busy to even care about like Instagram nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so much distractions. Like, these kids are on their phone, like glued. Like, bro, like get off your phone, do something. Like, like do something different than being be on more your productive phone. than just wasting yeah, your time. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I take out the trash or something. We'll go fold your clothes. Do something, yeah. right? See, that's like a big thing about working, right? We when we were when we were working, you just find something to do. Hundred percent. I, I I don't know. It's probably has to do with like because we have like immigrant mentality that our parents were always like that. If you don't have your hands in your pocket, kind of thing, like that yeah. does that doesn't fly around here. And I think that nowadays maybe that's not that's not as prominent because during those gaps of like slow slowness. People are looking at their phones or they're like exactly. looking to get entertained quickly, right? Yeah. It's all rapid pace in your face. 100%. Like even like growing up at me and my two brothers, like I'm the youngest and like um, we always think like, okay, what do we got to do to make some money? Mm. One time we'd shovel the driveways, like 20 bucks a pop and like we're doing the whole neighborhood or around the neighborhood. Summertime comes, we're cutting the grass. Like we're young kids, you know, and like we're sharing the lawnmower, like, you know, and like... 20 bucks is good enough for kids. We get pizza or whatever it is. You know, it's all in any hustle you do to to feed yourself. You yeah, you got to put in that. You got to put in, you got to, you got to grind at the you end of the day. You got to put food on the table, you know, whether it's for yourself, your, your friends, your family, whatever it is. Like, you're there to, to win it, but like, you got to, you know, bring it into the family or whatever it is. My, my goal was always like, okay, listen, when I grow up, I'm going to retire my parents because like they did. Everything, that's beautiful, bro. Everything for me. You know yeah, what I mean? That's beautiful. And like growing up, whenever I saved or anything, I'm like, yo, about Christmas time, whatever. I'm like, here, here's a shoebox of money. Like, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever you got. Thank you for everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that is just like, it's, it's not money wasted. It's just going to who created me, you know, who created my family. Like, 
he took the extra step. You know, like I can't. I'm not even a man compared to him because like he did it all. Like Your he, pops? Yeah, he was in the army for ten years and like he left the country that's in, at war mm-hmm. two weeks after I was born and stuff. Like we're out of another country. We're like you know escaping the country to go to Turkey and Turkish people sponsor us to come to Canada. But that gap right there, like some stories I don't even hear. Like growing up, like when um like. Sometimes they like come to the shop or like talk to my friends or like me, whatever. And he'll explain like the struggle coming here. And like some parts, like he'll leave, oh, he'll tell my friends because like sometimes he forgets about them. Yeah. Whereas like, like walking around landmines, like crossing a river, you know, like this part where he, a, a boulder like smacked his ankle and he couldn't walk. And then like he just prayed to God. He's like, oh, let me like go over this hill or something. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he closes his eyes. He's with the whole, like, you know, crew and stuff. Like, you know, we're camping out, this, that. Like, it, it, was, it took a whole lot just to come to Canada. You yeah, know they I mean? had to sacrifice a lot more than, let's say, we do. Yeah. Right? You know, or this this upcoming generation. They had to really, really, really sacrifice a lot yeah. bro, to come here and then make this life for us. Yeah, like, he started off from, like, nothing. Like, a shirt on his, on his, on his, on his chest, you know? And then start from zero. People go crazy losing followers on Instagram. You know what I mean? They fucking. I know. That's how fucking. It's a, <laughs> you know it's a I mean? different fucking time, bro. Yeah, That's the thing. Bro. And I think those experiences, like you don't have to look far for inspiration. A lot of the times, we 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 we're like you need motivation. You need something to get inspired. Yeah. Like, bro, look at look at these stories right here, man. I I I I have so many different stories like that too. You take inspiration from that, but we don't look at that now. Yeah. Sorry, like our 100%. our generation, we don't look at stuff like that, right? You don't look at like probably most kids that are ungrateful or they don't work or they don't have that work ethic. Maybe their parents, or their grandparents had to do something similar to that, but that we're losing that value for that. hundred percent. Cause they don't see it. They don't, they don't witness the struggle, mm. you know, cause they got to witness, they got to take in that struggle to be a part of that success. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause no one sees success. Like where, when they see success, they're like, ah, he had it easy, mm. but they didn't see the struggle coming up. hundred percent. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Cause like, like me- mental um, illness is real, hundred percent. Like I feel like nowadays is very sensitive to a lot of people, like over over nothing. To be honest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is. We're not real. as tough. We're not as durable. Yeah, because everybody's so sensitive, man. With yeah. anything, oh, you can't see this, you can't see that. Yeah. you know, it's not she, it's he. Like, bro, it's just pathetic. That's the problem, and you that's what what I mean? where we're coming to the, the like. I want to piggyback off that right now, yeah. and I want to talk about a little bit about what we experienced throughout the past two years with the pandemic. Because you, as a business owner, I'm sure you had to endure a lot of struggle. Struggle. Yeah. So, what was that experience like, brother? Like, um, obviously. This was the first pandemic ever in history, <laughs> I would say, worldwide. And it's a shocking to everybody, 100%. Like, we took our precautions, and everybody did as a business owner, as a human, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, with business owners, yeah, everybody took a hit. Everybody took a hit. But, like, um, there's a point where it's like, okay, like, what do I do now? Like, do I stay closed? Do I do some extras on the side? What do I do? Mm-hmm. But, like, to be honest, like... I just went back to my route and cut back in the garage. You know what I mean? And yeah, just, and which a lot of guys did. And yeah, a lot of people did their own thing, and I respect that. And like, you know, it is what it is. You know, everybody has to eat. And um, like, it, it it's just amazing how like I, I could have that where I went back to my route. I'm not bringing people into my house. I'm bringing people outside where no. So it was still not, there, right? It, it's not uh, affecting any family. No one's you know yeah. seen anybody or whatever. I obviously, took my precautions. And like, it was a time where it's like okay. 
like this is too much yeah it got you, to that point especially where it was like dragging yeah, on right? yeah and it's like like yeah it's real it's there but it's like when you're when you have the flu just i'm talking about flu yeah what do you do you're not going around people going out clubbing going out dinners you're staying home yeah you're sick you're quarant you're quarantined yeah. right yeah but with this they're making your they're publicizing news this that like it's it's death, you know? This is what it is. But, like, it, it's not that bad. It's like the flu's brother. It's a little worse, you know? You, you lose your scent, you, you know, taste and smell, but... Even sometimes you don't. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And sometimes you don't even have it. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta have, take a test yeah. to see if you have it. Mm-hmm. And that's how bad, it, like, it is. You yeah, know I know. I, mean? I know. I think pretty much at this point, I think everybody either had it or they knew know somebody that had it. Yeah. That it's, like, looking back, it's like, wow, man, these guys really... Like, thankfully, like you, you obviously improvise, adapt, and you overcame, and you figure out, okay, I gotta wait, make myself sustain through this. But a lot of businesses got absolutely shellacked, bro, and had yeah, to shut down, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's it's very it's a very like unsettling thing to look back at it now and be like, really, this like let's say you get it and you're like, oh, I wasn't even that bad, or yeah. like, you know, somebody is like, really, this is what we uh, we ruined people's livelihood for. Like, think about all that sacrifice that you went through in your life from when you were 12 years old. That if you were to actually lose your business yeah. because of that. Yeah. Th- thank God I I stayed strong and like I kept going. I kept going. And like, you know, I'm like, you know what? This is just a, a hiccup. Mm-hmm. We'll bounce right back up. And that's what happened. And like so far so good. Like everything, like with everybody, everybody's kind of like, I feel bad for the business that were lost because like they took a beating. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And especially like restaurants too. Like they. The get, restaurants were bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, imagine getting all that food and then like, okay. Back to lockdowns, like what the fuck? And then you lose then all that. Weddings too, all those deposits, this that. Yeah, we were talking about that before the pod. A lot of yeah. people were affected by that. But uh, come come October, my buddy Sergio is is, uh, is getting it get done. And you you mentioned that your girl is a barber too, bro. Yeah, she's a barber. How how's that experience been like? How, like you know, do you guys bounce ideas off each other and stuff too? What's that like? Yeah, we we talk about. It's fun because like when we get home, it's like, oh, how's work? You know, it's like, oh, this guy was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> It's either so picky or whatever, but no, most of our clientele they're good, right? But like, or like, um, she'll call me on my break or whatever, saying like, I have three cancellations today. I'm so fucking pissed. Ruins my day. Like, it's so funny because like, like obviously every barbershop gets that. Yeah. But like, when it's like your significant other, it's just like we share more often, and it's like she loves it too, and like that's how she came up to me. Oh, was, uh, hi, my name's Samantha. You know, like uh, yeah. I want to get into barbing. Would you teach me? And uh, yeah, and like we grew from there, and like <laughs> that's how we met. But like I'm not getting into it. And yeah, all yeah. That. But like yeah, we're both barbers, and like we both love it. Yeah, that that's amazing. I'm She's sure she's actually opening up right now as we speak. Uh, in like two. I would say two to three months max, she'll open up her own shop up in Alston. Nice lined up barber shop. Nice, nice. Shout out to Lined Up Barbershop. Coming coming soon. Coming soon to Alliston for any of the folks out there in Alliston, man. Yeah. That's and it's a small town because like right now she's cutting from home, like how I did it. Mm-hmm. And um Alliston is like every like not every house, but like a lot of houses, mm-hmm. there's uh businesses. Mm-hmm. Like in the garage or inside the house. Okay. And uh there's like dentists in a house, tattoo parlor, there's a chiropractor, really? there's salons, there's even if you want to take your passport sh- uh, photo, in, in, in a, bro, you got everything. Studio in his garage. You walk in, it looks like a store. <laughs> wow. It, yeah, it's crazy. That's and amazing, bro. It's so convenient. I actually went to Walmart. I had to get um, my passport 
photo, photo. Uh, it was really for my gun license, but they didn't do the gun license. Oh, did you get it? You got your yeah, gun license so Nice. I didn't get it yet. I'm waiting on it. But um, yeah, I go to Walmart. I'm like, I'm here to take the passport photo. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's gun license, but isn't it the same thing? They're like, no, it's actually different. But we don't do it. I'm like, really? Like, why not? And she's like, you know what? And I was in Allison. And they're like, uh, you know what? Give this guy a call. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm like, I look at his address. I'm like, this guy lives right beside me. I'm like, hey, man, I know it's like past eight. Are you still open? He's like, yeah, just come on right over. He's so nice. Wow. People there are so nice. I get there. He's like, hey, you want a drink? You want this? You want that? You know, like, mm-hmm. so welcoming. It's kind of like, it's interesting because like that was kind of like what you did for people at one point. Exactly. Right? Yo, it's like, this is amazing. This is like full circle. Buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, the people there are so nice. Like no traffic, you know, like. Even that area there is just more fresh. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh, no pun intended. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah it's, it's shifting a lot, brother. I think like where we are is like Vaughn and Toronto. A lot of things are changing, bro. You know, a lot yeah. of things are changing. But speaking of that, like what what's what? So what's next for like Fresh Cuts? Do you have any other plans? Like what, what what's next? Um, building, uh, of course, always building. Um, right now, it's me and like seven other barbers. Um, is that how many total you have in the shop? Yeah, seven? Eight, so eight, eight in total. Eight total. And, um, like, so far, so good. It's running good. Um, even after the pandemic and everything, like, so far, so good. Thank God. And um, I don't know. Like, uh, hopefully, either um, one guy takes over that and I open up another one. And I do my shifts in both ones. Right, right. Who knows, you know? Because mm-hmm. right now, I am really busy, like, helping out my fiance to open up her shop. And I might even give her a hand just to, you know, nice. get her started. Because, like, right now, it's on renovations. And, like, she doesn't have any barbers yet. She has a couple... Like mm-hmm. we're like are interested, but we need solid. Right, of course, know, of course. Parts. And you, who's better to show her the blueprint than you? Yeah, you know. And we we're even talking about it too. Like one day I'm there all day, like just doing designs on kids, just to like you know build get up that a crowd. Bit. Yeah, you know, like and like it's good. Like I'm there 100 percent with her, you know, because like uh, she's successful. Like she's good. Whatever mm-hmm. I can do, she can do. Like with nice. the straight blade fades and everything. She just caught me yesterday. You know, nice. Like, fresh. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it fresh. You know what I mean? Gotta represent the company. That's it, hundred percent. So, what? Um, one last question here. I wanted to ask you, like, when you opened that sh- your shop, what was that feeling like, bro? Because you were grinding it out in your garage and your thing, doing your thing, and then yeah. you finally now I got my own shop. What yeah. was that? What was that moment? That, like? that was uh, probably one of the biggest highlights. Cause like, fuck, like finally I'm open. Because it took a a toll just to open up too. Because like from like blueprints from the city, mm. the condo complex, you know, like certain blueprints are like good to go. So uh, with the condo complex is not. It's just like took a while just to open up you know and uh yeah like before opening up i had um who was this he was a freestyler like my buddy uh he's he's actually a barber too right now um mm-hmm. deeps mm-hmm. uh dominic uh Palera. and um it's funny i taught him and like you know like he was getting good and everything he actually called me one summer he's like yo i made a track about you Oh, he's rapping? Yeah. Nice, he did a freestyle. It's called, I think I need a fresh cut. Yes, I remember this one. I called him like, bro, this thing is sick, bro. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. We're going to edit it. We'll do a shoot a music video and, you know, we'll jump on it. Mm-hmm. We did it and everything. And then, like, at that time, that's when I was opening up. Okay. And releasing that uh, music video was like... Um, a promo at uh, Tattoo Rock Parlor, right? Oh, I remember that club. Good times. And I made everybody rock my shirts, and then they played it on on the in the club, and everybody was jamming. It was full, like like that's when I was shooting my music video too. And then when I was opening up, that's when I 
shot the music video in my barbershop. So perfect timing. A nice barbecue, you know, grand opening and everything. It was like, yeah, perfect timing. Like everyone, everything went smooth. And then from there, that's when like the barber battle started happening. Oh, okay, okay. So that yeah. was like 2014. Yeah, 14. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a big like turning point in the career of like fresh yeah. cuts, right? And that's when um, I think 15, 16. That's when like um, Instagram started popping with like getting more popular. And, yeah. Like, the yeah. barbers are getting po- popular because they see it's like everybody's like an athlete in the game mm-hmm. you know like it's you gotta put in that work you know what i mean no one's gonna help you but if you let's unless you put it in that work you know and they, then you see the progress yeah right? then you see the progress. are you do you use the, do you use the instagram often or are you are you kind of like honest, in and like early in the game like uh when i opened up i was using it a lot like during the years or whatever and then like i, I would say these past like ever since like covid hit because like I don't want to bang it when you seen that I'm cutting. Yeah, right? no, hundred percent. Yeah, and like, um, yeah, that ever since that, like, I kind of like slow down. Like, and like, I don't even like to be on Instagram. To you be know, honest. you can even like, you can even like outsource that, eh? Like for cheap, you get yeah, somebody yeah, to I know. bust up content for you every now and again if you want. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. Like, I'm down for that, but at the same, like, like I don't like, it's no love for it. No yeah, more. you don't it's have like, the passion for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Instagram, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, well, if you, if you ever, the thing is, it's always there. If you want to yeah, use it, you know, if you ever, if you ever want to use it and you use it as advertising. But the thing is, I think that a lot of people know Sargon, so he doesn't really necessarily need to need to like use that as much as maybe the next guy, you know, building up and shit. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, it's it is like a free advertisement. But I want to go into the last segment here, brother. This is this has been a, a great conversation with you, and mm-hmm. I I really fucking appreciate you coming okay. here and sharing the blueprint, bro, because. Like I said, pioneering the game. Sargon started it. He's still ripping it. And uh, a lot of the guys owe respect to Sargon the Bar because he laid down he laid down the blueprint. But I'm going to go into the last segment here on Couple Casuals Podcast, which I call Salute. Salute is the final segment. I give an opportunity to the guests, my buddy Sargon today, to give a little salute, a little cheers to the, to the listeners, to the viewers, just to whatever you want to make it, brother. End us off here, brother. What do you got? Uh, um, salute to all the barbers, all the people that have been supporting me and from the start, from the jump, you know, like, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Steph, thanks for having me. 100%. Love brother. you, brother. Love you, brother. Always love. And, like, this guy, like, we grew up together as, like, like a little soldier, like, in the yeah. game. Like, he was in my soccer team, too, like, with school and stuff. And, yeah. Like, we killed it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And every time I see this guy and all his boys, like it's nothing, nothing, nothing but, but love. Sargon the barber. Remember that chant? Remember that yeah, chant? Yeah, this guy and his homeboy started. Sargon is my barber. Sargon is my barber. I'm gonna throw up a clip of that. I think I got one. I'm yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. Tell me where to find you, Sergeant. We'll end off here. Yeah, Fresh Cuts Hair Studio. It's at 9461 Jane Street, Unit 102, and it's right across from Morningland. You can see us, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can book online, whatever. Call, do your That's thing. It. Salute. Salute.